<laughs> oh my god, you big Brit! Honestly, I can seriously. I was like, are you putting an accent on? Like, I can't understand a fucking word you're saying. Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that is 90% certain it knows which cave it's taking us into. I'm your Englishman Ian Whittington, and as always, this is my Irishman, the man whose ending had to be changed to ensure an appeal to a wider audience. It's Sean Ferrick. I mean, that's not even a joke, that's just my bio. Uh, like, I should stop being so happy with my own jokes. You sh- no, 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 you, you take that one. You take that because- one. I went with like, oh, he's a crawler and he followed the daylight but fell into a pit and I was like, nah, just change his ending. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, Hi, Ian. Um, How are you today? Hello, Sean. I'm very well. How are you? Um, Should we carry on the conversation? Sorry, I didn't even let you finish. (laughs) How are you? Moving on to the news. Recommend. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to an Englishman and an Irishman go to the movies. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts, even though Ian couldn't be bothered to do the episode. Yes. <laughs> That's a strong open. This is That's the chaotic madness that is Englishman, Irishman. Oh my god, this is what happens when we get through our coffee before the episode has even started. Yeah. We've just we've just had a half an hour conversation that really should have been recorded because it was all about movies and way more interesting than what we usually talk about. Mm, that is true. That is true. Like our lads, our par- our podcast is shite. But when the when oh, we're exactly. not recording, oh, we're so smart and like Absolute really insightful. Gold. Sean, how are you? Carry on talking about what we were talking about a minute ago. <laughs> I am very good. The first thing I will address is the fact that I am sitting here in my wee little office, melting into my chair. It's really hot. It's hot as balls in here. It's so warm. It's really warm. Um, <sighs> it's like I'm delighted to be having a nice summer. On the other hand. Ah, global warming! Oh, it sucks. Like, yeah, on the plus side, this is the coldest summer we'll ever have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I can't even have the window open because of, like, seagulls and neighbours and Because shit. you live so on a I'm houseboat. Indeed, I do live on a, on a houseboat or a canal boat. Uh, um, yeah. Whereas I live down the country, so box. I'll open the window for two seconds and then you'll have the <laughs> convoy of tractors will go by. Yeah, exactly. And the... Uh, Preceding Welsh people following the sheep. Yes. Yes, all of the Welsh people that live here in Wexford in Ireland. Yeah. Hey, where there be sheep, there be Welsh. And in fairness, our port is door to door with Hollyhead. So, yeah, do you know what? Maybe somewhere in your... Pre- so, how are you this week, Ian? I'm good, I'm good. What were we talking about before we came on? Uh, we, Was were, it we were talking about... Oh, yes. Yeah, we were talking about Space Jam, but I had just slapped you in the face with a harsh bit of reality. Um, oh, you're such an asshole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I was flicking through the internet, as I'm wont to do, uh, during the week, and um, I read that in 1994, the Smashing Pumpkins wrote a song called 1979, which is the equivalent of me and Ian writing a song today called 2004. <sighs> which is not Pain okay. turning... Th- 30. It's not okay. And we so that led us on to why does the gap between 1970 to 1990 feels feel like it was 150 years, but the gap between 2000 to 2020 doesn't feel quite so bad. And I don't, we couldn't work out if it was just because of our perspective and the fact that we weren't born in the 70s, or is it because there was such a leap in technology? Um, over the last kind of 20, 25 years that we've been present for. But then I was kind of like, well, fashion seems to have changed a lot 
Mm. Back I, then compared to now as well, or were we just too close to it to see? Oh, it's a, like definitely, I think that it, that has to be a part of it. Like you, uh, what great bloody uh, phrase I heard, kind of a catch-all phrase before was, you can't analyse while you're in the middle of something. You can only really analyse yeah, in retrospect. Uh, which is why we do our retro men sometimes. But I was I I place a lot of the blame on the eighties. The eighties was a huge just in general. Ch- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was acceptable at the time. It was indeed. It was nicely done. <laughs> nicely done. Uh, you wouldn't know, of course, you nineties baby. You. I hate it when something. So this came up the other day in a meeting. I was like, Oh, and so what? What year were you born in? Because say I'm thirty-one. There's a chance I'm either born in eighty-nine or ninety. I was like, Yeah, and no, I was born in ninety just missed out on being in the 80s i could have spanned one two three four five decades yeah, screw you screw you ian yeah that was well, not you, necessary to yeah, throw sorry. that in there because i do, do span, span five decades, five decades which is fucking weird because you're only 33 two three four three. three good i am the same age as christ was when he got nailed by some romans um <laughs> so well done, Sean, for alienating part of our uh, audience there. Hey, um, we've got the Welsh and we've got the um, the religious... Christians, I think you were looking for. Uh, whatever, all of them. I didn't want to limit it to just Christians. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> Ian, I think it's probably safest if we just go straight to the news, shall we? To the news! To the news! News team! Assemble! Right, what order were we doing the news in? Um, no, wait, I'm the one with the news. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, so I'm just, like, yeah. Oh, I'm just taking your lead here. Um, so shout out to Joe, who seems to be my source of news. It was just like, God bless him. He sends me um, just an article every now and again, and we'll have a quick chat about it. And then I'll just file that in the news for this week on the podcast. So thank you for our honorary um, news respondent, respondent, news correspondent in Banbury. Um, Joseph Brennan? I think his last name is Brennan. I mean, I'm just going to give out your full address at this point, mate. Sorry. Yeah. Um, it's Joseph something. So, Black Widow. Now, I think I have to eat some words because I made a bold prediction that Black Widow would do well but wouldn't do as well as uh, Fast and Furious. Oh, okay. And looking... So hindsight is a funny thing because now that we know how well Black Widow has done... It's kind of like, yeah, no, of course, it's a Marvel film. But on paper, Fast 9 should be bigger than a Marvel film that should have come out 10 years ago. Mm. Like this, maybe not. But this feels so, so late for Black Widow. It does, yeah. Super, super late, especially as it's a prequel. But yeah, it's done absolute gangbusters. So it's $80 million at the box office, $60 million at home. On Disney Plus. Now we know that's a big deal because that's the first time that Disney has released uh, that Disney Plus has sorry that Disney has released any numbers for a home release on Disney Plus. So that's a hundred and forty million dollar opening weekend, and like good that's Lord does that in mean that recommendation or any 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 <laughs> week any week in the pandemic pandemic outside the pandemic, um, two hundred and fifteen million dollars globally. Um, only 78 of that coming from 
the international box office. Like, just does this kill cinemas? Like, no, you can make I no, almost as much at home. It, it shuts some of them down, surely. I'm, I'm sure. I'm like, I'm sure it would affect things, but does it kill cinemas? No, because you just said yourself, it made more money in theaters than it did now it made a lot of money at all no correct but it still made more money in theaters i think <clears> in in some form or another we're always going to have theater whether it's going to be drive-in theater which may make a resurgence once it becomes it's easier to leave people in a car obviously it, it died to death and i think maybe no you could do 3d and drive-in obviously imax you can't really do IMAX in driving. No, theater, not, not, not really. You don't get the same sound. Exactly, yeah. So, no, I think there will always be some sort of theatre. Do I think it will affect a lot of, say, like, regional smaller theatres? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, agreed. And I, I think I made the point ages ago that as long as somebody wants to pay for a service, somebody will be out there to provide that service, even yeah. if it's super expensive. So yeah. there will always be a want to go to the cinema, but I just feel like this. Well, yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna have some kind of impact, isn't it, on wider cinema chains? That's just it's so much cheaper cheaper to do it at home. Well, that's it. So I, I'm one of those ones. I paid for the premiere access. Uh, I've actually watched it twice. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed it. Not gonna lie. Did you enjoy it? Okay, I did. Cool. Yeah. I might even throw it into the recommends. We'll see. No. Uh, but like that, there you go. So yeah, at least some of that sixty million came from me. You're welcome, Disney. Yeah, um, I'm sure they thank you for your contribution. Uh good, good. But the other side of it, I think that I suppose uh, I suppose is a bit ill for theaters is that home cinema has improved so much anyway. Like regardless of the pandemic, mm-hmm. I mean, I oh, yeah. fortunate I have a nice TV and nice sound system, so yeah. I don't feel like it's suffered from being on a smaller screen. And you know what the advantage is? There's no people around you. And you can pause it and go to the loo. There's no rustling. There's no talking. There's no phones lit up somewhere. Because regardless, the more people you have at the cinema, the more likely it is that one of them is going to piss you off. Oh, that is true, actually. And this this is a a statement that will probably age like milk. If I'm in a cinema and I see you pull out your phone, I will attack you. Yeah, I mean, it's in the... I think if if anybody ever goes to our WordPress website, it's in the title. We will throw a shoe at you. An Englishman um, and an Irishman will find you in a theatre with your phone on a throw a shoe at you.wordpress.com. <laughs> it's not. It's about as catchy as an Englishman and an Irishman go to the movies. Well, that was it. Funnily <laughs> enough, that was the only version of English-Irish that wasn't taken. It was. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah okay, interesting. So, yeah. Um, um, next piece of news, which you can probably take the lead on. The next Star Trek movie will be helmed by WandaVision director Matt Shackman. So we knew that a writer was on board, but we now have a director, and I'm yeah. bloody excited that it's somebody yeah. of somebody that I've watched and is of quite a good caliber. So yeah, that is uh, you know credit to Deadline for this one, and this has been covered on several channels, including blah 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 Trek Culture. When the when the news broke, it said who was that? Uh, that I believe that would be Trek Culture, which is an offshoot Trek of Watch Culture. Um, Little websites online they cool. have, yeah, uh, YouTube channels or something. YouTube? Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Uh, um, Cinema Sins. There, is it fair? <laughs> um, right, so when the deadline news broke that um, it was Shank- Did you say, sorry, was it Matt Shankman? Uh, Matt Shankman. Shankman was directing. Yeah. It- Shankmatman. Shankmatman. That he was directing 
and the Kelvin Universe crew were returning. Yeah, Within an now... hour, that yeah. was taken down. So mm-hmm. now all that's confront, uh, confirmed is that he's directing. They haven't confirmed yeah. about the cast. So there's a couple of reasons. Is this, uh, you weren't supposed to release that, you weren't supposed to release that, or was that somebody making an assumption? We don't know because obviously it hasn't been addressed yet. Um, because obviously it's up in the air. Like, is this going to be Star Trek 14 slash Star Trek 1 slash 3? Or is this going to be Star Trek 4, Star Trek Beyond 2? <laughs> yeah and isn't that weird because there, there is with star trek beyond there's almost a dark knight feel where the third dark knight the third batman film was always referred to as dark knight 2 which pissed me off because it was ignoring batman begins but there's very much that beyond was almost a okay into darkness had its problems let's make this a bit more fun yeah. so star trek beyond 2 almost feels like that's what it would be um i was still under the assumption that it's going to be a Kelvinverse film. Um, but even Star Trek.com itself said, hey, we know it's the director, but we don't know mm. what it's going to be. So I, I think they're testing the water. I think so. I think they're going to wait and see. I know Abrams is producing, but because... Now, that might mean something, it might mean nothing, because I'm sure Skydance has a financial stake in Star Trek because of the Kelvin universe. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That doesn't mean much, though. Exactly. Now especially as the films and TV for the first time are all under one umbrella now. They're all under one entity. Exactly, exactly. So um, it's also, it's one of two projects. So there's another project. So I think, I think this is the one that's uh, slated for 2023, but there's another one. It is, yeah. Which one of the, right, oh God, for the life of me, I'm a terrible Trekkie. For the life of me, I can't remember her name, but a female writer from Discovery is writing another oh, movie yes. project um yeah which is uh, uh, oh i thought that was this as well last i've heard these are still separate projects interesting so now they could amalgamate i'm not sure she could be the writer of this one that he is now directing i'm yeah. not sure but either way it's 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 an exciting time to be a trekkie oh it's really exciting i made um a comment the other day that isn't it like a, it's a fortunate wasn't the noughts a great time to be a trekkie because you had the back end of TNG, you had Deep Space Nine, you had Voyager. Oh, hang on a minute. We have we're we're looking at having five TV shows yeah. on at the minute. Like that's insane, and a movie on the way. Like it's it's so good. It, it's just it's incredible. brilliant. No, it is. I'm I'm delighted not only because we have so much to talk about as we're 14 minutes into this pod and we haven't got to recommend or the, the actual same. thing yet. Um, but <laughs> so much to talk about. There's so much to enjoy. And, you know, when everything calms down, which it eventually will, we now have more, even more back catalogue to enjoy. We do. There's so much, apart from Discovery Season 3. Um, but on to the... Rec- <laughs> Sorry, controversial. To the recommends! Um, to the recommends! I'm gonna jump. I'm you gonna first. jump in first for this okay. one because I may even keep mine until next okay. week because I could easily recommend what you're gonna recommend as cool, well. Cool, cool. So I'm gonna recommend two things, neither of which would be particularly surprising for the week that's in it, and they're both Marvel. So first, nice. let's talk about the Black Widow in the room. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Good. Nice. Um, I thought it was a really solid film. I 
everyone is right when they say this film should have been released five years ago. Um, yeah. And sounds like it did quite well at the box office. I, oh, really? Oh, we must check. Um, <laughs> I've heard. Uh, for me, Florence Pugh steals the film. She is Ooh, cool. brilliant. Um, absolutely brilliant. Um, everyone's very good in it. I have to say, there, there's not really a dud in it. It's very some a couple of interesting casting choices. Um, okay. Uh, sorry, have you seen it yet? No, oh. I haven't. I know David Arbor's in it, and he's um, excellent in it. Yeah, hey man, he always yeah. is. Like he's got my number. Um, no, I don't know about anyone else. Uh, Rachel, is there some surprise? There is. Yeah, like there's one. that's like, okay, not bad. Just okay. Um, mm. uh, Rachel Vice is very good. Um, you'd probably hear most reviews will say um, we wanted more Rachel Vice. Now that's that's what I've read. I'm not so saying far, anything. Yeah. That's not a spoiler. But yes, of the f- core family, she has the least amount of screen time. Oh, does she? She dies. I'm not saying a word. She? You have to watch it. Ah, oh, she dies. Um, uh, what else? Scarlett Johansson's very good in it, uh, of course. But we knew she was going to be. Um, yeah. And a couple of additions to the cast again. I don't want to give anything away. Matt Damon appears because he fucking appears in everything. Uh, yeah, they divert from their mission to go out into outer space to rescue him, because that's nice. just what Matt Damon does. He diverts people's attention yep. to save him. Correct. This is why he can't be in the credits Absolutely, anymore. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, um, and also, just to save everyone a bit of bomb time, one mid-credit scene. Oh, no end-end so end credits. there's no end-end credits. There's one mid-credit scene. Got it. Um, I suppose they didn't really know too much what was happening. Well, they probably couldn't have filmed anything, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. Very good. Really enjoyed it. Um... I, I was watching it with somebody who was very familiar with the comics and it does make some changes from several characters in the comics. They take quite a... Oh, oh okay, that was a choice. But again, don't... Okay, interesting. Really sure. So that's number one. I'm giving it... Yeah. I'm going to give it four out of five stars, Ian. Oh, yeah. bold. Nice. Okay, I'm going to try and... I'm actually going to try and catch that this weekend. So for next week's pod, we'll, we'll have another debrief. Cool. Um, my second recommend is... Loki. Um, yes! And I know you ha- you have been watching Watch this Loki show. Well, right? Yeah, so, I just finished it. Um, have, have you seen yeah, the finale? Oh, I'm all up to date. Yep. Yes, cool. So, good, good, good. This is another four out of five stars for me. That's my spoiler. Um, the only reason mm-hmm. it loses a star is that I needed to do some serious Googling throughout it i did, did for the, particularly for the finale because there was because um, there was and I, that's I, that's yeah no that but i think that's a choice isn't it because i i think you can appreciate it as a thing on its own without having to do some background research so in, in comparison i've just um watched suicide uh, randomly suicide squad hell to play which is an animated hell to pay which is an animated suicide squad film and i couldn't get through that without wikipedia open um, I counted 22 different characters, different villains in this one show. Um, and I, you can't get through it without Googling that. I see what you mean with Loki. Like, there's, it goes heavy into yeah. the lore. But I think it mostly, gives you enough. Mostly it does. Um, and maybe... No, no, I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns. Mostly it does. It's six episodes long. Per, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, the TVA is so brilliantly mundane. Um, it's awesome isn't it even the the brown beige outfits it's very very good I think 
Mm, I don't want to go too because it's too soon to the finale, so I'm not going to go spoilers on this one. Um, no, but, fair uh, enough. I think it raises some very interesting um, potential for the next few phases of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and I know... Oh, is this... Well, this comes out on Tuesday, so it's a week, pretty much a week after. that would be enough time. Okay, here's what I say. I, 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 give, I give Skip people, ahead. Uh, oh, yeah, by completely skip ahead. But I give people a couple of weeks, right? We, we will definitely come back to this. Apparently... Okay. From what I've seen from, like, the Marvel announcement video that Kevin Feige did there um, a few months ago, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is going to pick up a little yes. bit from this. And obviously then so is Doctor Strange and so is Spider-Man 3. Yeah, well, I was expect oh, that Even that's a spoiler. Is it? Cut this out if you want. But I was expecting one of those people to show up. In episode six, okay, yeah, and and I understand, I understand why, because, you know, why, yeah, yeah, because of all of the the stuff that's happening. I was expecting a swoop. Hold on, right? What the fuck yeah. are you doing? We need to sort this shit out, and that would lead straight into a movie because this doesn't really lead indirectly. It has a cliffhanger, but it isn't screaming. This will be picked up in it another isn't, movie. But, okay, here is this one has been all over the internet. So again, if you don't know anything, skip ahead right now. This is the only Marvel TV series of this spate that's getting a season two, and I'm delighted it is. Oh, yeah. it's great, and they plaster, yeah. and that. that's been yeah. They they make that so very very clear. It definitely needs us. So obviously, oh, so now, we'll, we'll see with pandemics and everything, but. I would like to see season two sooner rather than later because there's some threads that I feel can't be left unraveling. No, while this, other films happen. while we're yeah. watching new films, agreed, hundred percent agree. Yeah, there's some stuff there that needs resolving before we get an Avengers film, before we get Thor, to be completely yes. honest, as well, and before we get Doctor Strange. So I would, I wouldn't be surprised if they already had some of it filmed. Um, it's like a back-to-back thing if they're that confident of plastering a Loki season 2 at the end of it um, I think they're ready to go and I think it, Hiddleston's been the strongest TV presence uh, of everyone it's um, it's the best of the Disney Plus shows so far um, yeah and it's so funny it's so it's funny. So, so funny and the action is great but it's sparingly um, it's somewhere perfectly in between all of the magic of WandaVision and all of the fist pumping and fighting of Falcon and Winter yeah, Soldier. Yeah, I would, for me so far, okay, here's my really, really quick, and then, holy shit, we better talk about the descent. Um, I would go <laughs> one, two, three, Loki, WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think yeah. that would be most people. Falcon, Winter Soldier, order. it was fine, but it was yeah. just like, yeah, it was grand. No, I I, I love I love Loki. It's so good. It's my shit. It's so good. Right up my alley. So much D and D stuff in there. I loved it. <sighs> um, right, shall we get on to the film? Yes, <laughs> the film that we're actually going to be talking about. In. Depending on how I've edited yeah, this as well, you might be looking at your clock on. It's only been four minutes. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's only wow! It's been thirty-five minutes. What are they talking about? <laughs> Some good editing. Oh, damn good. Um, yes. So we wrap up the Neil Marshall mini series. Um, Man, this this guy hops genres, doesn't he? It's all over the place. Um, Are they not all what? horror? I don't know, <laughs> but they're so they're in. Yeah, they are. 
and they're all kind of like body horror gore stuff but the settings are yeah. so massively different and the feel of the films are different um but so i think the the descent is definitely the most famous of the three films so, easily yeah. um it definitely had a bit of a reputation when it came out um it's the easiest to synopsisize as well um a group of ladies goes caving they pick the wrong cave they try to escape monsters most of them don't escape yeah there you go that, that's it in a nutshell and you'd be <laughs> that's the like i'm just thinking right so because uh, I think uh, he Neil Marshall didn't write it; he directed. Because I know that he was approached. No, he did write it. I know he has a writing credit, but you see, the reason I'm okay. saying that is because uh, he he initially was going to pass on the project, but he had just done Dog Soldiers, and was like, "Oh, are we doing another horror here?" And then someone was like, "Hang on, these are completely different films," which they really are. Oh, entirely. Um, and yeah, then he kind of signed on at that point. So, oh, interesting. So this was this film was a total accident of mine right so i went down to the cinema <laughs> with my girlfriend at the time and wait what yeah i know <laughs> and we it was i i rarely ever do this i rarely go to the cinema and go right what's on oh i don't think i've i think i've done that once and i ended up watching bridesmaids oh nice <laughs> that actually, no it's not oh, do you know, no I, I know everyone loves that film i, I like it i don't i don't yeah. love it but i do like it um but yeah so we kind of went to descent grant hadn't seen a trailer didn't know anything about this film. It was literally, I think, it mm-hmm. was eight o'clock at night. It was the last film that was showing, or something like that. Yeah. Um, walked in. I don't see actually because I didn't rewatch the trailer in advance of watching this film, so I can't comment. Mm-hmm. I, I remember I was saying for the two previous times, the Doomsday and Dog Soldiers trailers. God love them, lads. The trailers are terrible, and the films. Oh, like, the they, trailer for this film is great. Oh, okay, cool. So really good. So I was like, "What's a descent?" <laughs> give me two yeah. I was like alright grand awesome some happy friends are going whitewater rafting oh that's good time which actually nope I, I'm, I'm sure you've read the same IMDB trivia that I have so yep that is actually the three actresses whitewater rafting I would be terrified I can barely yeah, hold these, a paddle let alone like whitewater these rafting. ladies did a yeah these ladies did a lot of the action like I really really was impressed with the with a bit of a a, a modest rock climbing background myself it was it was good to see them really do some shit um you have a rock climbing really background stuff. i do oh you know this do i do you have oh no. it, it almost seems like you have a story to tell oh you i do have a story to tell sean thank you for asking we will get to that momentarily excellent cool cool <laughs> and for all of Show you here i'll put great. the time time capsule or the time time stamp that you can jump straight to his story um yeah <laughs> straight into the time capsule yeah um with let's say barely maybe four minutes this film sets up exactly what it's going to be kind of yeah it's it's kind of like zero to a million miles an hour yeah yeah exactly kind of exactly but yeah it will be it's the most jump scary of all of his films without a doubt and that's probably my one criticism is that a lot of the jump scares in the first half of the film are actually a friend needlessly jumping around a corner as like god Damn it! I don't. My heart doesn't need this. There's a bit um, of that. Yeah, I know. I know it was deliberate, but some work. Mm. Some are just like, yeah. Why did you do exactly? That? Why would you do that to me? It hurts. But my my um, introduction to this film was the exact opposite. Um, so, what what's the certificate on this film? Fifteen. Oh, it should be eighteen. Um, right. So this is weird because if this came out in two thousand and five, 
I I definitely saw this at the cinema, but I don't know how. Well, may, well maybe it is. Maybe it's only 15 then. Uh, no, I'm looking at the IMDb. It's definitely an 18. So God, either... It should be an 18. Either I have an invented memory or I snuck into the cinema, which is possible. Well, I would have paid, but... Yeah, oh, I anyway, get, yeah, I get what you mean. I, I definitely saw this at the cinema because I remember the... Um, I remember the trailer and thinking, whoa, this looks scary as shit. And there was a lot of buzz around it that this is the, like, saw. This is the scariest film that you're ever going to watch. And it never is. But it, it's it's still scary as fuck. It is. Um, scariest film. No, do you know, I'm trying to think of this. There's other films that this reminds me of. This, it does go for its jump scares. You're dead right. And it does go for some fairly horrific moments. But what yeah. it does is it does the alien school of revelation. Like we're 60 minutes in before the first like telegraphed body yeah, appears. Right. Um, and I think, yeah, Ridley Scott very famously was laughing going, oh, we're 45 minutes in before anything happens in my film, you know? Yeah. Because it builds and it builds and holy Christ does it build. It really does. But it gives you time to get to know everybody yeah. as well. So I'm not good with names, but... I knew each person and I knew each person's quirks. So I I was familiar enough with each of them for when they started to die for it to matter. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe, no, only no, only I've IMDb open in front of me. So yeah, I've some of the names handy, but you're de- you're dead right. Like if I said to you um English teacher. Um that uh Beth Grant. Um But I've got the IMDB up as well. Yeah, okay, yeah. We're no we're both I'm doing the exact same. Right. So but yeah, like in terms of you said it right. You know who these characters yes. are. Obviously Sarah yeah. is our main one. She's our she's the one who's been through the tragedy. So mm-hmm. that scene. That scene. Oh Sixteen my. years later and that scene still gets me. Yeah, with the pipes going yeah. into the driver's seat. Yeah, and I didn't I completely forgot that the daughter dies. Yeah. So now, did you pick up on the affair? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. So yeah. it was right there. Because they don't address it later in the film other than we all lost something in that trip. I think they right? fairly address it, Ian. Do they? The necklace. Oh, was that not I, her necklace? Beth tells her. Wait, what? About the affair? So, okay, right, so we're, we're cuz this is it it is an important plot point. So, all right. So, in this oh, opening man. scene, you got Sarah and her husband, I want to say Mark. He, Paul. Paul. I think. Yeah. Oh, Paul, Paul, you're dead right. Who's Mark? Anyway, yeah. yeah. Mark's out there. Have a good day. Um so Mark's one of the crawlers. <laughs> oh, probably is. Um there is so in that initial scene in Paul's very short amount of screen time. Yes. Um Juno, Sarah and Beth uh, are whitewater rafting and they come up to the little uh, ledge or jetty or whatever and they all hop out of the raft and Paul and Sarah are married but Paul and Juno just they share a, a fleeting a glance. meaningful yes, glance I spotted yeah. that and then in the very next scene so Paul is driving uh, Jessica the daughter and Sarah away from the spot Sarah just goes Paul is everything okay yeah I'm fine then quite suddenly no he's not <laughs> no, he's not. He he gets taken out like Wash does in Firefly. Oh my! Exactly. 
He's a leaf on the wind. If you look closely as well, which is just like, this is like Neil Marshall really horribly judging yeah. anyone who has an affair. It's just like, not only, oh, he's dead, but he's still twitching. You can see oh, his, his hand. Oh, his hand is twitching oh. in the driving seat. Ugh. Oh, it's a bit like, oh, thanks very much. Um, which would be, and this is uh, credit to YouTube channel Dead Meat, who did a great breakdown of this. Um, they said that this was, this was very evocative of the opening scene of Final Destination 2, which I think would still have been oh, quite yeah. fresh in people's minds. Um, yeah, I didn't pick up the reference, but yeah, it's it's almost identical. Because yeah. that's the one that starts on the, on the highway, highway, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it was deliberate, but it's certainly, it's it's an accidental homage if nothing else yeah you know what i mean and he is good at that mr marshall he is he's very good at that um and yeah because it's it's this film is gory but surprisingly gory for how much of its runtime there is no gore do you know correct there's a lot of swimming through gore yes there is like there's not a lot of gore that you actually see it's like the leftover gore that they're crawling yeah. through yeah that's a really good description uh, Which is probably why it feels like there's a lot more than there is. There's um oh oh so now my my brain is flashing just to different bits of the film yeah <sighs> um so yeah there is a a kind of a swift scene of Sarah wakes up in hospital she's you know having a nightmare wakes up breakdown and then we get the title the descent you know yeah that's immediately after the car crash mm. um interesting point and I really really wish they'd done this I don't know if you read the same. We do this every week. Did you read the same? Yeah, article? exactly. Yeah. But that a crawler was going to appear in the hospital. I mm, because one of my questions that we definitely we definitely read the same trivia. So one of my questions to uh-huh. you was, Ian, are the crawlers real? Yes, they are. Okay, I think they are as well. I agree, and I think that the and it's after reading that because Neil Marshall deliberately did not include that scene. So to backpedal a bit, the. When they go caving, they are hunted by these weird, skinless creatures, hairless, cave-dwelling monsters. Um, and the idea was that Sarah was completely unwell, and she's the one that killed everybody, and just imagined the crawlers, and imagined that her friends were crawlers. And to reinforce this, before we even get to the cave and the crawlers, she imagines one of these creatures crawling around the hospital. So... You, that's kind of like the giveaway that it was her imagination. Uh, but I'm glad he removed it because if that had happened, there's no doubt that she did it. There's no doubt that this is a figment of her imagination. Because of where, like, it's, you know, once we get to caves or anywhere, and if she's the one hallucinating, well, then it's still, it's all Sarah's point of view, but it's in the cave, so they could be real. If it was in, well, it couldn't possibly be crawlers because she's in. A hospital. I think at this point she's still in Britain. Like I, because it's the the cave is yeah, in correct. America. They go. It's the yes. I think it's the Appalachian Trail. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So if there's a crawler walking around in the hospital, it's like, well, wow. How did uh, they get there? So I'm, I'm glad but, they could. Yeah, no, no. I that kind of shit I love. Like it's oh man, it was all in her head all along. I love that. It's I mean, it's only one step up from it was all a dream. But for some reason, it works a lot better for me. No, no, I, I like it a lot because I'm, and I'm totally open to, because I'll just really, really quickly. So to our American audiences out there who might have seen this film and its sequel, I'm treating this as if there's no sequel. Okay. And that's because we watched yeah, the UK and the home release. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And the the second one doesn't retcon, but it informs uh, 
It changes your viewing of the first. Exa- exactly. Yeah. It, uh, the mere existence of a second one. Well, we'll get to the ending, but the mere existence of the second one confirms a certain ending of this film. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, back to the affair. What did I miss? Because so far I picked up on everything that you've said. Okay. Well, other than the necklace. So when. Okay, so for this storyline, we have to kind of jump a little bit ahead. There is, yeah, there, there is a moment when Beth is injured, and she's injured accidentally by Juno, and as yeah. she is falling to the ground, she takes Juno's necklace, right? And then, yeah. okay, twenty minutes or so goes by, and Beth and Sarah have a conversation, in which yeah. Beth presents the necklace to Sarah. On the necklace, yeah. there is an engraving that says "Love each day." That is something mm-hmm. that way back at the beginning, when the girls are all together for the first time in the cabin, Sarah looks at a picture of everyone smiling and she says, love each day. That's something Paul always used to say to me. Paul oh. gave Juno an engraved yep. necklace. So Missed that. So yeah, so that's... Missed that. So once... So Beth... I'm not... I, 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 I can't remember how Beth knew about the affair, but she knew. No, I, I don't think that she does because no, Beth, Beth. Yeah. How do you know? Because that? she, there's a couple of, there's one additional look between. So when Juno and Paul have their look just after the White Order, after yeah. Beth sees them, and there's kind of a look on her face that suggests. Okay. Uh, because I took the necklace giving giving over the necklace as. Uh, no, it doesn't make sense, actually. So what I was going to say was that Beth giving the necklace to Sarah is proof that Juno is the one that attacked Beth, or albeit accidentally. Mm. But then there's no reason that anybody would know that necklace belongs to Juno because the necklace should be a secret. Yeah, no, that mate, you're absolutely yeah. right. So now, actually, Joe, funny enough, on that, you're right, that necklace should be a secret. Juno wears it openly yes. throughout the film. It's like, is yeah. this your way of trying to tell Sarah? Like, really? you know what I mean? Like, you know. And the fact, yeah, and she does apologize for disappearing so quickly. It's just interesting that it's never, until the very, very end, it's never really talked about between Sarah and Juno. Like, Sarah's pissed that Juno abandoned Beth. Not, doesn't explicitly say I'm pissed off that you're having an affair with my husband. Do you need to? Do you know what I mean? No, like, no, what, I, I, get I, I get what I get you it. mean. I get what you yeah. mean. It's just like, so which which of these reasons enrages Sarah the most? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which one's the the most abhorrent? Yeah. yeah. Um, um, okay. So, well, if we backpedal, yeah. yeah, backpedal back to the beginning. So, a year passes, um, and in an attempt to kind of bring Sarah out of her shell, um, Beth invites her on a caving trip with. How does she know these people? So um, it's suggested that Rebecca, who's the older of the two siblings, uh, she yeah. knows them anyway. And she's brought her younger sister, Sarah, who is uh, Mayanna Boring, I think, who has been in The Witcher. She was in uh, Doomsday. Yeah. Uh, she's been in Doctor Who. Like, if you're if you're like us, you know her face. This was her yeah, debut. You know her this face, was her first definitely. film. And then there is um, Holly who is a friend of Juno's, who's Nora Jane Noon. She was in Doomsday. She was the driver of one of the two armoured cars. Yes. Um, she's also... I think there's a good gag for Irish people in this as well, right? Because not only, not only is she Irish, she's bloody Irish. Like, she's... She, she's bloody she's Irish, yeah. Uh, and she's from Galway. Her and Mulder are really 
difficult to sorry her and rebecca are really difficult to understand oh my god you big brit seriously seriously i was like are you putting an accent on like i can't understand a fucking word you're saying oh now again easy for me to say this because i am irish but i appreciated the fact that it seemed like she wasn't overdoing the accent she was really speaking which was really really funny she's that's hilarious uh, so she's from Galway in Ireland. And there's one gag which I thought was hilarious. She's into base jumping, right? And yeah. um, I think it's Sarah asked her, like, oh, kind of what brought you to the States? She goes, oh, well, look, I, I ran out of buildings to base jump from in Galway. Okay, a bit of insider <laughs> information. The tallest building in Galway is about three stories tall, right? Yes. Um, there's a couple of taller <laughs> hotels, but it was just like, yeah, I can imagine you run out of buildings within a day. Pretty fucking quickly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> But oh, she gets oh, she gets one. One of my favorite lines in isolation from the film is Juno says something about when they're in the cave. She says, "Oh, you know, yeah, that cave was boring." I I just agree with Holly. And Holly turns around in her most Irish, "Don't you try and pin this fucking shite on me!" And I'm just like, <laughs> that is the most perfect representation of an Irish yeah. reaction to, <laughs> to being blamed for anything ever. Holly, I'm with that could you. have been. That could have been in or out of character. Yeah, exactly. like, no, no, don't you fucking blame that on me. That's great. I love it. I think we'll go with my pronunciation of that one. But anyway. No, yeah. I agree. Yeah, mine went more Scottish, but yeah, totally agree. Um, <laughs> I love these characters. I love these characters. The, the, the one criticism, the one clue you have of the cabin scene is Rebecca and Sam, they lay it on a little thick that like, we get it, your sisters. There's a... Oh, I can... Is there a lesbian couple in this? No. Or if there is, it's not no. explicitly stated. Okay. So I... I don't know. I must have been half asleep during this film because they were so close. I almost thought that they were together as opposed yeah, to sisters. You know what? I'll give you that because... So maybe we have... Maybe from different directions we have the same problem. It was just like, totally... I mean, yay, you're close, you're sisters, but it's a bit like... Yeah. Yeah, like... Does any sisters really like it? Do any siblings actually like each other that much? Ah, listen, I get on well with my sister, Butcher. Uh, but yeah, it was a bit like, oh, my little baby sister's so perfect. Oh, she's wonderful. She's kind of all over. It's a bit like, yeah, you're making it weird, guys. Yeah, great. She's going to die. Um. <laughs> Unnecessarily as well. But... um, So yeah, Sarah has been invited along um, to bring her out of her show. And Juno is the confident cocky leader yeah. i'm gonna take you on a caving trail now a lot of these guys haven't caved before have they or a couple of them they, they've ca- i think they've said that they all have varying levels of expertise but outdoorsy yeah, experience yeah, but yeah. like whereas you know holly holly and juno i think are kind of said to be the two most experienced uh juno because she yeah. is Ah, I must be the leader and everything. And Holly, because she's kind of like nuts. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> everyone else, like, I love, love Beth's reaction to seeing the mouth of the cave. Where she's standing there like, you know, Jesus Christ, I'm an English teacher, not fucking Tomb Raider. <laughs> Which is so true. Like, that's the scare, one of the scariest parts um, is being faced with it. Because then it's the point of no return. It's like, well... I either bottle it and everybody knows I'm a coward or we go in there and I may yeah. die. And nine times out of ten, you pick I may die because you trust the person that's leaving. Fools! Fools! Ah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, what's, what's fun as well, because there are, there are of, of the group, there are those that just get 
less or fewer lines or fewer screen time. But there's a nice mm-hmm. little moment. It's only a couple of seconds where Holly and Sam. Sorry, I was getting the name wrong. Sarah is the main girl. Sam is the Mayanna Boring. Um, yeah. They just have a little moment outside and it's silly and it doesn't add anything to the film, but it adds something to their characters. Yeah. Each one gets a chance to intermingle yeah. with one of the others. At so some that's point. it. So it's. These are really clever moments of, you know, when the horror starts happening. I actually care. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? To jump ahead to the horror, I care because they are not, and this is the stereotype, helpless women. Oh, yeah. Like, these ladies absolutely fucking take names and kick skinless, hairless zombie Mm -hmm. ass. Um, And it isn't in a superpower kind of way. It's in a, I'm going to live. And I'm going to survive. And they very quickly get to it's me or them, especially Juno. And that was just so refreshing. Like the only time they fall down is because they're in a fucking cave in pitch black and it's slippery rocks. There's no, oh no, I fell over as I escaped. Oh yeah. Like there's Um, no, like I'm running on perfectly level ground. I have fallen. And I still trip over my own high Uh. heels. It's so, there's no, no need for it. So yeah, it's a entirely female cast. Absolutely engineering their way out of problems and absolutely kicking butt the whole way through it's not patronizing it's not the cliche and i fucking yeah. love it that's my favorite thing 100%, about 100 100% and and it was i think it was written gender neutral and it was neil marshall who decided Correct. to go no like yeah. and i think partly because dog soldiers was the other way around it was an almost exclusively male yeah. cast whereas this was you know but I mean, okay, it's easy for me to say, would this have been if it would have all been men? Maybe it would have still been brilliant. You know, if you if you it have would. the right characters, it could have. Yeah, exactly. It would have. It probably it would have still been a good movie, but it doesn't. It isn't separated from what lies beneath, or is it what lies beneath? No, as above. Oh, so I've not. I've not seen this that film yet. Is... I've, I've heard. Oh, okay, because I've heard really different reviews. So I I will take your review on that one. Cool. Oh, I love it. It's it's scarier Whoa. than this. By okay. a country mile, skip way, 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 skip way scarier. But this is, this is better. This is more unique because of the the female cast and how it's handled. Um, yeah, I think Neil Marshall, to his credit, there's some questionable bits in Doomsday, but he really handles female characters. Yeah, I well. think so. I think because obviously we discussed this on the Doomsday pod. Some of my issues with the Doomsday movie are more to do with some of the. the, the I think of the three films, it probably has the weakest dialogue. Um, Correct, and then and that yeah. does end up hurting some. Not the overall film; I still really enjoy Doomsday, but you know it's Dog Soldiers and this are very conversational. And I think that really, really, then, really, really, really benefits, and that yeah. really, really helps. But Doomsday is stuck somewhere between improv and a cheesy Resident yeah, Evil a little script. bit. And as I've seen these two films, I've kind of oh, it's okay. Oh, we'll, we'll yeah. come to it at the end. We'll come it's to it at the wrong. end. All right. So because yeah, I'm going to yeah. ask you the hard questions at the end. All right. So yeah. Um. So right, Juno wakes them all up the next morning with some bloody impressive stretching. I mean, fair play. Uh, I think off. Natalie Mendoza. Holy mother of God! I I, I wish I could lift my leg like that. Um, I have uh, no need say, to. But but in fairness, <laughs> if you could, wouldn't you do it all the time? Uh, yes. Yeah, and, and again, that's funny fair. scenes of the girls waking up, and you know, you, with, there's a couple of shots of the amount of beers they had the night before, which potentially not the best idea when you're going cave diving the next day but whatever 
Um, so from experience, I think this is a great time to dive in with, um, while I was at uni, I did three years with a mountaineering um, group and the last year was um, uh, leading the rock climbing segment of it. And that is 100% what happens. So you go away for a three day weekend, you get absolutely rat assed each night, you stumble your way through um, hiking, climbing or caving. It's just, yeah, that's the norm. Totally normal. Shouldn't do it. But that's really <laughs> bunch of people get together outside of the norm there will probably be alcohol yeah there will be alcohol and copious amounts of spirits um and you all really struggle to do what you wanted to do the next day and there's always a little subsect of people that go to bed at 9 p.m bless them um having had one shandy and they're up at 4 a.m and they get waking the up with dicks all over their written all over their faces and, and no eyebrows yeah. Yeah, hey, that's what fair. you get for looking after exactly. your body. <laughs> yeah, you bastards. Um, now, I'm just... Not that I don't want you to tell your story yet, because I kind of understand where your story is going, so we just need to really, really quickly put the context in that they drive to the cave mouth, and then there's a scene of Juno leaves the guidebook in the car. There's been a couple of... Holly's kind of complained a couple of times about, <sighs> oh, you know, these... I think they're called the Borum Caves. Oh, they're more like boredom yeah. caves. They're, apparently, they're quite an easy level of you know you don't need to be yeah fucking tomb raider to do these caves right so no. and of course it's kind of telegraphed that juno she all but winks at the camera and says well it's not the ballroom caves wink, uh, <laughs> wink and uh, she leaves the guy book in the car and ian is it a good idea for people to do that is it bollocks we all know this no as soon as she looks at the book and puts it in the car it doesn't take a mountaineering expert to realize mm, you're either really really stupid or really really arrogant one of the two and it turns mm. out she's a bit of both um so yeah it's not a good idea so the interesting thing is we think that most of the world is unexplored and blah 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 and caves are unique and stuff but the especially in england the vast 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 majority of caving systems have been found and they have been logged and there are thousands of books grading all of them, grading climbing routes, grading peaks, caverns, whatever you like. And it's extremely dangerous to pick one that hasn't been graded because one of two reasons. We even know it leads to a dead end or it hasn't been explored and anybody that has has died. So you do not... And I'm baffled that an experienced climber like Juno or Caver would even risk doing that on her own or with, a, with Holly, let alone take four people with her that are just on a bit of a vacation and a bit of a holiday. Like it's, that's the sort of risk that would be stupid to take on your own, let alone mm. with a group of people. Mm. Like it's, and it, she she's one step away from murdering all of them. Like it's manslaughter. Oh, at the very like you know she is guilty of manslaughter. Like I, I, yeah, yeah, hundred percent, definitely. Um, she's the the point she makes is like is actually really clever when they they find a pickaxe and it brings them hope and they're like nope. That's a pickaxe from 100 years ago. Um, it actually gives me less hope that we found that because it means somebody has found this but didn't make it out alive to claim it. Yep. Yep. Like, you know, oh, maybe you could say, because there is a... I'll discuss it in detail in a second. There is, there is a weak haven, so the way they came in, they can't get back out again. So, I don't know, possible silver yeah. lining? They've just condemned all of the crawlers to death. You know, but uh, you're all going to starve. But... Uh, yeah, but... I, um, yeah, yeah, possibly. Potentially. Yeah, but, <laughs> Probably yeah, not. There isn't. Yeah. Um, 
But um, they go in. Uh, this is just to telegraph it. This was 2005. This was a little bit of uh, ambitious CGI. It doesn't really hold up when the girls, they um, repel, sorry, down into the hole. It's going to, listen. Yes. Go on. Do do what you can. Because everything else in the film is really, 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 really impressive in terms of sets oh, yeah, and everything. It is. This was all done at Pinewood Studios. <clears throat> yeah, it was all done on location. It was too expensive to actually set up rigs on set. So they had to manufacture everything. Um, to set up rigs in a cave, yeah. sorry. So yeah, it like, had to be done on yeah, set. I think you might have read the wrong trivia. No, sorry, with you, with you. Yeah, I, I just like, said the opposite good. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But they did, it was, it was really, really, <laughs> it was really well designed. And uh, Simon Bowles is the, he was the set designer for this. He got really creative, managed to save them a ton of money by just reusing walls, moving them around. Um, oh, that's great. This film only cost, what, four million and, to And make? it looks like, um, th- like, yeah. Like this, it's insane. not like there's a lot of, exp- like, People, I I think I've been guilty in the past of going, it's expensive if there's loads of explosions and loads of things being smashed. No, it's expensive mm. if you have any kind of detail. You know? Yeah, anything. Just get a camera and you've spent a million dollars. It's insane. Um, I'm not claustrophobic, but the scene where they're going through the tunnel. <laughs> um, yeah, so things go, they kind of progress quite normally through the cave. And then they find a particularly... And caving doesn't appeal to me. Like, I, I love rock climbing because I there might be a situation where I have to climb out of something. I think it's very unlikely. I mean, that's unlikely. It's even more unlikely that I'm going to be stuck in a cave where I have to know how to cave myself out. Yeah. If that makes sense. But they go through a particularly tight, um, tight tunnel and predictably Sarah gets stuck. Goes into a massive panic attack and that kind of precipitates a cave-in and that's when it goes completely sideways but the way that um now nah, that entire scene oh, is terrifying well like sarah's panic attack and the, her screaming and her being stuck is and i love terrifying and absolutely terrifying. this this is what i was uh i was telling you know anyone who if you're still listening and haven't watched this film will obviously hit pause but watch this in the dark for one, you won't see it if there's a glare on the screen. You yes. won't see anything. But this is like, I yeah. saw this darkened theatre. Like, li- there was maybe 20, it was a quiet night, so maybe 20 other people. But we all screamed as one, I can tell you that. But the tension, <laughs> because there's so much, this film relies on darkness. So when you're going through this scene, and obviously you've got flashlights pointed directly at you, but it's obviously someone's pulling the camera along. There's no dolly, because you're seeing directly where the camera's being pulled from. So you're kind of getting that little bit of shaky cam yeah. as you're, you know, ahead of, say, Holly is the one who takes point on this one. And you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, no, thank you, no, thank you. And when Sarah gets stuck, you're like, oh, I love what Beth says to calm her down because it's such a shock. Do you mean No, the no, no, I mean, so Beth goes, so Sarah is stuck there. And she's panicking. And then Beth comes back down to kind of help calm her down. And yeah. she she's like, you know, come on, come on, breathe, breathe, breathe. And it's not working, it's not working. And she looks her in the eyes, she goes, Sarah, the worst thing in the fucking world has already happened oh, yeah. to you. What is this? This is just a little cave. Oh, oh it's it's brutal, but it's yeah. absolutely true. It's like, you can get through that, it's you can get so, through this. Like, and that's friendship on screen. 
Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I know what you need to hear. The rest of her advice is absolute garbage, however. Ah, <laughs> is it? So, having been in this situation, yes, it is. Um, so what you have to do is is not breathe. It's completely empty your lungs entirely. So exhale completely because that compresses your chest and makes it much makes you as skinnier and, okay. and as small as possible. And then, so the the crucial bit is to stop breathing in and out and to stop panicking because as you try and breathe for more air, your chest expands and it makes you more squashed. Exhale completely, stay for a second, and then you can get yourself out or you've got a better chance of getting yourself out. Telling her a joke is the dumbest idea because as you laugh, that means you're going to take in more air and inflate yourself even more so just exhale 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 that's good to know. Um, that's and then good to crawl out. now so now ian yeah, i'm gonna ask so you have a story to tell us now that i've now that we've set up that juno's brought them to an entirely undiscovered cave and there's already <laughs> been accidents what's your story Ian? <laughs> so i won't won't spend too long on it but this i had to text sean because i was like you know what? This is more triggering than I remember it being because the last time I saw this film was pre-mountain climbing accident. Um, so it wasn't the same circumstances entirely, but Juno really pissed me off because she has deliberately picked a route that was off book um, and has put everyone in danger for her own glory. And that's really super fucking irresponsible. Um, a similar thing happened to me in my final year of university, but it was an accident. So there was a, a guy that really wanted to try um, a route that he'd never tried before. And we found it and went up it and it was cool. It was difficult, but we could all do it. But there was there was about a group of eight or nine of us there. Um, there was one chap that was particularly um, anxious about climbing, but wanted to conquer the fear. So he did a holly and kind of mm. climbed way ahead of us um, and was a bit too far ahead. Um it went from kind of bouldering and climbing upwards to a sheer climb upwards. Um, and I was about halfway down beneath him and the little footfall, little foothold that he was using to hold himself to the wall just disappeared from beneath him. And he just tumbled. So he fell, he fell about 20 foot and then rolled and rolled and rolled and tumbled. This kind of curved round. So he hit the side of the kind of... Um, crevassed face bounced and then went round a corner now he was absolutely fine fortunately we'll skip ahead to that bit of the story um so we all climbed back down to him he was unconscious um looked after him he woke up after a couple minutes the guy that was leading us continued to climb on six hours later mountain rescue comes along and helicopters us all out because it was too dark and it was too the weather was too poor to climb down so your man got away with a broken ankle and some bruised ribs, which was an absolute miracle if you were there to see. So he fell in total 80 foot, um, tumbling, bouncing, and then landing. It's it's insane that like he didn't come off with more. That's scary. Um, so yeah, that was super fucking scary. Scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Now, this is similar because the guy that was leading us accidentally took us off book. So the valley that he was aiming to get us to climb up was about 200 metres further east. 
And this one looked very similar, but it was only after his curiosity, he had to find out where we were and why it was so difficult. And yeah, he figured out that it was, yeah, 200 metres. He stopped 200 metres too soon. So the next day he went back, did this one again and the one over. Just to, I don't know, it was just something to prove to himself that it wasn't impossible and it was it was a genuine mistake. So yeah, he wasn't irresponsible and he did really, really well to look after us and get us out of there. But he felt all of the guilt for taking us up um, an uncharted um, like big valley. Yeah. So yeah, this like, film was well quite believe it and, Like at least say your uh, leader is that is that the right term? Guide. Guide. Um. Uh, guide. His yeah, mistake yeah. was accidental. Uh. Yes, it wasn't deliberately for the glory or so that he could name is, it. Um, like, and and then, yeah, and they do they, they they telegraph it in this where it's just like after it's revealed, Rebecca is the one to kind of twig it first when she because she she says earlier on like this this doesn't look like I expected the caves to look to, and she kind of realizes straight away, oh, this isn't the like you haven't brought mm-hmm. us to the right thing, and. You know, Juno comes out with, oh, I wanted this to be a thing that we did together as a group. We could name it. Maybe we'd name it after you, Sarah. Which, even in that moment, let, let's let's just say ah, for bullshit. one second that she believes what she's saying. That's nonsense. Like, yeah. No. Absolutely. As the expedition leader, she would have course. absolutely named it after yeah, Juno and the Peacock. In the Juno yeah. cave. Um, oh. Uh, nice. It's going to climb into Juno's cave. Uh, careful, it will collapse. Um... <laughs> There is there is a scene now. I this right so the, the, after they're standing in, it's I think uh, um, maybe I've, it's it's either immediately preceding the cave in or or after it. But anyway, there's a wide shot and they have their flares open right, and there's one, and I'm not sure if it's so the extreme left of the screen right. There is mm-hmm. someone standing there and they squat. Now, I have not seen anything online to suggest that it's a crawler, but my God, it looks like a crawler. Uh, oh my God, that's terrifying. It seems, they seem to say oh. that the first shot of the crawler comes a few minutes later, but I choose to believe yeah. that it the fir- it first appears there. Yeah. Oh, it was right there. Um, oh, it's so scary. Oh and my God. And their introduction God. is terrifying. Like, it is... Sarah shines a light on one that's like 20 metres down the way. Um just makes a bit of eye contact and then it crawls away and these things move Mm. at like 1.5 speed like all of their movements are sped up which makes them uncanny valley and all that was actually you're right i only obviously uh, found that when we were reading for this that they're actually filmed at a different frame rate so uh oh that you you can totally see let's say one is the normal frame rate yeah they're very staccato they're very like you know ah oh god they move far, far too quickly um but yeah, but the first two, you hear them because you can hear laughter. Yeah. Like, why are you hearing laughter in a cave? Oh, so, no, I thought the child's laughter was Sarah hallucinating because she keeps seeing her I think child or four times, yeah. at, with the birthday um, cake. So I, I thought that was kind of playing into, is she hallucinating everything or I just thought, her little You girl? might be right. I thought she... Like legit does hear the laughter, but attributes it to her hallucination. I mean, the movie it's, doesn't say it, it could be. I like this movie, yeah. yeah, which is fine. Even um, yeah, even one they, works. 
Um, they do some pretty impressive, like, climbing and, you know, and again, you have, like, another film would have, so they come to a chasm. Another film would have had Juno be the one to cross it and use the grappling hooks and everything. But it isn't. Again, it's Rebecca and all deference to Rebecca. She's not exa- She's not the main character. You know, she's not the star of the film. And yet she really nice. impressively cross- goes across, uses their grappling hooks to create a pulley system and importantly, discovers mm. a pit on that's, you know, that's been there yes. already. So straight away... Um, no, it's new. So Juno Rebecca that finds, finds it. the pit on, and then Juno that like she right. Well, then as Juno's the last one to cross, and then Juno has her glory moment by then retrieving this equipment. The last one being yeah, all of the, gear. the pit on, but yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I thought she found that after she fell. Like, no, no, in but the there's wall. there's more stuff. But no, no, no. So so we, we'll call it a joint discovery. Rebecca and Juno discovery because Juno then goes. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is you know, this is at least a hundred. Yeah, yeah, this, this is the good sign you think like, it is. And there's still no <laughs> records of these caves. This does not fill us with hope. Yeah, that's not yeah. a good thing. <laughs> uh, that is terrifying, though. That the lead climbing that Rebecca does is framed would you really been, well. Like, okay, would you it have is been exhausting. That level of like, I've I've only done real basic. I, if life or death, it could have killed me but i would have technically i know how to do it physically Mm. i don't know like physically that is exhausting and she literally has to stick her fist in a crack thank you um and just the weight of your fist being wedged in in that crevasse is what's holding you there it is exhausting and the the shot that really got me is when she's pulling the rope up and clipping it through and it takes a couple of attempts I've been there so many times when you've done the hard work and then that desperation to... Because as soon as that rope is in the carabiner, you're safe. You can hang there. You can take an hour and a half to just sit there and hang and wait. But that second is the furthest you're going to fall because you're falling from your um, your current carabiner to your last one. And that's the riskiest, riskiest moment. And it's when you have to exert the most energy. So that was really well done and, and yeah, very like, terrifying. I, uh, me with my no climbing experience, I was just like, well, first of all, do not be sending Sean first because you will be getting no carabinas. <laughs> uh, it's exhausting. Yeah. Lead climbing is just, yeah, it takes everything out um, of your body. It's exhausting. But they do, they, they get <laughs> across, me. but then we get our first accident, which is when Juno is there. She, it's, she's on the last one, the pit on, and... It's yeah. so old that it just comes then straight out of the ceiling. And what's the first thing what when you're when your buddy's on a rope falling, what's the first thing you're gonna do? Your instinct is gonna be grab the rope. And it nearly tears straight through Rebecca's hand. Which means oh, she was holding fair. it wrong. Yeah. Now Yeah, I know in the in the moment anything can happen, but that is like at minute one is the reason you're holding the rope and you're belaying is in case they fall, which means mm. you're going to take a jump. So if she was holding it correctly, her thigh takes the the brunt of the jump. Her hand shouldn't have been anywhere near that carabiner because the first thing that's going to happen yeah. is it's going to eat your hand. So that is an injury that it happens to all, to all climbers at some point. But to Saskia after... Sorry, to Rebecca... Sorry, the actress's name is Saskia. 
to for that to happen to Rebecca after she's just expertly led a route across was a bit surprising to me and a bit of a bit of a hey we need some blood and gore and we oh, need a because even as here. as you're describing that to me here I'm thinking as a part of that you know it's for me the layman who ooh rock hard is you know I wouldn't know the difference or is that kind of a hey rock climbers look how quickly it is to turn on a dime that you lose that you know you might be the most experienced rock climber ever and yet when the panic sits in so I'd put are you saying that no like even if you were that panicked you wouldn't no because it just the way she should have been positioned that shouldn't have happened because she knows that Juno taking the pitons out is super risky and this is when she's going to fall so there was no real reason for Juno to fall as far as she did because Rebecca should have should have had the rope locked off while she was doing the work. So that there shouldn't have been any slack in oh, uh, Rebecca's end. The the rope that's on the roof that's falling from pit on to pit on, that's the length with that you, Juno man. should have fallen. But the rope on Rebecca's end shouldn't have been going through the carabiner at all. That should have been locked off. Um, but yeah, panic. It's not impossible. I'm just surprised that that's it actually No, that's a good point. I- the the zero i keep trying to insert my no experience of rock climbing into this conversation but one time i was the first time we ever did it it was a buddy system where you had one person standing on the ground and the other person was climbing mm. the rope and yeah, now it. that you say that yes i do remember that was like for every foot the person in front of you went up you pulled another bit then you through the yeah what did you what did you say it was carabina so the carabina then, so then yeah so if they yeah. fell yeah right if the person on the ground is like 50 kilos and the person up there's 100 kilos someone has messed up on the whole system but yeah <laughs> but you can take that and even if like when someone's coming down um there's a good chance that you're going to be the person at the bottom might be lifted off the ground a foot or two foot but that's that's mm. okay that's not the end of the world because you're you're still controlling the descent but you're that bit of your hand between your forefinger and thumb should not be anywhere near the belay device or carabiner. That's that's a day one minute one. All right, so thing you get. It's the only thing that can hurt. So the Neil Marshall, the of the road. you have heard it here. Okay. Yeah. Right, you got to re-edit that film. It. It's, it, it, I wouldn't pick up on it in a Final Destination film, but in this film where they've gone to so much care of expert cavers, um, using the leading system, using the pitons, getting everything else right. Why did you do that for the sake That's of showing easy. an injury? And and I very I very much take your lead on this one. Like, you know, if that is a because it, again, sorry, it's what you're saying is that you know it looks like an awful lot of research was done in how to cave and you know and yeah. how to climb and everything. So, Grant, okay. So I think it was Must a deliberate so. choice. The descent, terrible instructional film about yeah, sorry, uh, back to the descent. cave diving. <laughs> no, don't do anything these people do. Uh, that, please yeah, don't. That, that, that is a good point. So <laughs> um. They see the the creatures. The so we start to get. So what do we get? We get um. Yes, yeah, Sarah. I think no. Joe. You know just before they come to uh cave drawings, right? And this is where there's kind of a almost yes. a, a joke slash element of Beth, the English teacher, sets forth. She goes, "All right, yeah, I was not expecting to use my English teacher skills here in this cave, but and what they see <laughs> is they light a flare." And it's just a simple cave drawing, but the cave drawing suggests there's another entrance or exit to the cave system, which gives them yes. heart. Um, and so they start to press on, and we get one of our first bloody scary silhouettes of just as the light's going down, 
what we took for a rock opens its mouth and saliva just drops out of it and it kind of you hear that kind of almost predator-esque like oh, i can't even do the sound yeah um but you also get which i love um so i mentioned to you like david julian did the score for this he did things like insomnia he did memento he did the prestige <laughs> so like this guy's a good composer and just in this moment and yeah. there's another moment later on as well where it's just a dun 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 and just like yeah that's any Morricone's the thing i'm i'm so much more even on yeah. board with this also anyone listening to this if you haven't listened to the theme from the thing go now go now and listen to the theme from the thing yeah if you haven't watched the thing watch the thing you don't even have to like horror films just watch it as a piece mm. of movie history it's fantastic the original uh, well no 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 not the original the thing from another world that the 1950s kirk douglas would i know oh fuck yeah. you um, <laughs> so then we get what is so we're down in the cave holly both panics and sort of jumps with joy when she sees light ahead of her and she starts running Ugh. and we're all I'm, I'm i'm telling you we're sitting there in the cinema going like oh holly what are you doing Don't do it. and yeah and they do the shout out it's like it's not it's not daylight like it's not what you think it is, um, but yeah, she runs for it, falls down a hole, is caught momentarily, but yeah, compound fracture. You see bone. Right out the skin. <sighs> like, and straight away. So <sighs> now we have the additional problem of, it's not just that we're lost down a cave, now we've got a dead weight. Yeah, and that's what I love about this film. It escalates. It's, we're in a dangerous cave. We're not in the right cave we thought we were. The entrance is blocked. We don't know if there's an exit. Now mm. we have a wounded soldier. It's just problem after problem after like, problem. Best case scenario, there's no crawlers, nothing else. They're surely going to get to a point where you have to climb, you know, like. Yeah. You too, you've been laid down that far. You've repelled down that yeah. far. You've got to get back so, up somehow. Yeah. So, uh, <sighs> but um, <clears throat> thankfully, they don't need to worry about the dead weight for too long. I know. Oh. I feel bad saying it, but no, not even a little no, bit. Don't. So just as they're they're fixing yeah. Holly's leg, there's a great like it's realistically horrible scene of they give her a piece of um basically rope to chew on the ropes, and, I think. Uh, yeah. Sam, who earlier in the film was telegraphed as, you know, she is going to be a doctor, she's just like I'm a medical like, student. Bite down hard. Oh, We've got to fix this fracture. And it's just like, people yeah. who are squeamish look away now. I think this is nearly, there's a lot of horrible God. gore. This is nearly the worst bit. Yeah. Uh, I think so. What's uh, worse? Eyeballs. Uh, yeah, but that's eyeballs on a monster. Yeah, so it doesn't that really count. Yep. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so while they're doing that, basically, Sarah steps away for a second. And that's when, like, yeah. she has the light on her helmet and she's just... Oh, because she hears the laughter. That's what it is. She steps away. Mm-hmm. And then that's when that fantastically creepy scene of... Wait, oh. what is that? And then whatever that is hops out of the light. Yep, that's the worst. And it moves kind of like the girl from the Ooh. ring. Where, like, the limbs are all just, like, rotating. Oh, and it's gross. And, of course, nobody believes her. They think it's a figment of her imagination. Um, until they oh, soldier on. So just just, <laughs> just before the scene. So, all of the crawlers in this, 
they were professional. They weren't stuntman one, stuntman two. With all respect to stuntman, yeah. the Neil Neil Marshall he cast actor. He wanted each of the crawlers to have a personality, basically. And this was just before we yeah. came on. I said, Ian, you have to go and watch the blooper reel. There's some absolutely hilarious behind oh, the scenes hilarious. shots of these crawlers because. You know, it's not, you'd be forgiven for being on set being like, oh, I, I shouldn't be doing anything. I just, you know, they're just paying me to be the monsters. Like, no, these guys had fun. They did. They were terrorizing everybody. Um, so and good. They, were, they were all kept apart. <laughs> so the first time the girls see the crawler is the night vision shot. Yes. And to this day, I can remember how much I shit myself. Oh, it's hideous. It's just. So they turn the night vision on the camera to get a better view and they're turning it round and it's, oh man, it's, do you remember like in Insidious when it's broad daylight and the demon yep. is over Patrick, um, Patrick Wilson's, Dempsey, Patrick Wilson's, <laughs> I do this every week, Patrick Wilson's, every week. it's like that, it's just, it's no darkness, it's just clear as day, boom, crawler over her shoulder and it's fucking terrifying. I it. And then it just... And that's, yes, that that's about 60 minutes in. It's about a one hour 40 film. And those 60 minutes, that tension pays off. Because it's just shitting ourselves scared from that point. The yeah. way it moves, the way it jumps, the way it attacks. Um, and there's, and it, it's, sorry, relentless. Yes, 100%. Um, and... Yeah, what like what does any predator do? It goes straight for the weakest member of the pack first. Yeah, the one that's already bleeding because these things uh, can't see because um, they don't need to. It's in the dark, so they go by mm-hmm. sound and smell, and they can smell some blood. So straight away, Nora Jane Noon. It's been real. Yeah, thanks very See you much. Later. Ju- jumps on her, and I mean, it doesn't vampire bite her. It rips everything from her clavicle to her ear yeah. off her body. It's just like a hang heading off the body. But this is what I a hang heading off the body. That was weird. I'm glad you picked no, it. I nearly like, just kept brilliant. on going. A head hanging yeah. off the body. <laughs> yeah, I like it. But what I what I love about this scene is it's the one redeeming factor of Juno is that she immediately tries to rescue um, Holly. Uh, obviously, feeling protective mm. of her. Everyone else has scattered. The group. At this point, this is where the Scooby gang splits and they're all going off in different directions now. And that's that on its own is terrifying. But Juno tries to pull the the body that's got a hang heading from it away from the crawler. And instead of screaming and running away and balling up into a corner and accepting her fate, she kicks his ass. Like she, she jumps on him and just punches him, kicks him, wrestles him. Grabs the pit on and just absolutely severs his head with it, basically. Yeah. But she just like literally I, sees red and like, I'm gonna live. I'm gonna survive. At this point, you're kind of like, all right, okay. She 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 fucked up. Yeah. But she is about to save face here. She's gonna save her friends. And then. Well, she's at least gonna save herself. Um. But yeah. Well. Yeah. The the bloodlust gets the better of her, and as she finishes off one of the crawlers swings round without looking and buries the pit on in the neck of Beth. And that is crushing. It that is, is because, so destroying. Because, like, not only obviously is Alex Reed one of the leads in this, but she's so good in it she's so as well. As that as she's so likable. Yeah, so likable. Yeah. Um, but then also, for those of us who are paying attention... Um, Shut up. 
<laughs> she is the one who knows Juno's or secret. Not. So who already knows? straight away in that moment, did Juno see who, who it was? You know, it's... Yeah. Did, did she? Did, Maybe. I, it's just no, enough to put that doubt I in don't it. Just know. enough. I don't think she did because there is shock on her face. Like, she is horrified at what's just happened. Mm. Um, mm. I, nah, I, I don't is. see any reason for her to want to kill Beth. Um, even if the affair is found out, like, fuck it. He's dead. Like, what's going to happen? Like, she doesn't need Sarah as a friend. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, like Sarah will take the news fine. Yeah, I'm sure um, she does. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. Um, so poor old and Beth. Then, yeah, poor old Beth. And then, crucially and plot pointily, <laughs> as Beth is collapsing, she takes Juno's necklace with her, yes. which we have discussed earlier in the pod. Indeed. So then, yeah, then we kind of get a couple of scenes of you know following different. So Sarah has been knocked out at this point. She's kind of slid down onto the meat uh, pile, a little bankment, and she's banged her head. Yeah. To the point where I was like, oh, she's dead. So then we kind of follow Rebecca and Sam for a couple of minutes. And that's where we discover, yeah, as you say, there's a couple of close-ups where you see that, no, they're totally blind, these creatures. Because there's an incredibly tense scene where the pair of them are trying their best barely to breathe. Mm -hmm. And this thing is crawling over them. Yeah, they've just embraced Uh, them. They're just lying as flat to the ground as possible. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of really, really good scenes. And then, like, there's oh, are they going to get out? Are they not going to get out? Are they not going to get out? And then, boom, one jumps down from the ceiling and Rebecca is effectively fouquet. Yeah. And then... What is Re- why is... Um... Wait, no, it's not Rebecca. It's Sam, isn't it, that does the climbing? Sam does the climbing. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, they there, there's a couple of... One or two close calls. Sam has a... Again, this was a little bit of a telegraph thing earlier on. She has a, a silly light-up watch that her boyfriend gave her. And, of course, she, the alarm goes off at the exact wrong moment. But then that, she throws it away and the crawlers go after yeah. the, after the watch. So there's a couple of kind of close close calls. Just playing on our hearts at this point. Yeah, just, just give us a second deal, Marshall, will you? Breathe. But what was, uh, her, what was she trying to do? She was she ended up pre-climbing somewhere so, to yeah, make before, a route, was it? Before, yeah, but... But there, there's a bit before that. That is exactly why. But right. before she gets to that, there is, there's a scene where, yeah, Crawler jumps out, Rebecca is basically done for, and Juno comes in and buries another pick in another Crawler. Yes, that's, and it, that's to the rescue. And that's where Juno sort of seals her own fate yeah. by, she goes, they got Holly and they got Beth. Yes. So, yeah, so it's like, oh. oh interesting. That's yeah. the route you're going to go. Yeah. Uh, although, now this might make me sound like a horrible person. I'm just saying, you have an out, which is there are murderous creatures Oh, no, all I would do the us. same, 100%. You, you know if I mean? it's a genuine accident, and I accidentally buried a pickaxe in your throat, but there were monsters, Leatherface was around me killing people, I would blame it on Leatherface, yeah. The problem is that, Ian, nobody would ever believe it was an accident. Well, it's true. They would probably believe that I hired Leatherface. <laughs> Frankly, yeah, like you know, kind of. Although, in fairness, it's on me for going in the cave in the first place. Uh, I mean, I told you it was an un, un thingied route. It hadn't been found. That's that on that you. is true. Any any time you've ever told me about your mountaineering experience has been like you know, kind of accident, wrong route. <laughs> you know, people broke their ankles. It'd just be like, and I chose to go with him anyway. Yeah. Oh, dear. this is your fault. I mean, no one's died uh, yet. Yeah. Um. Then, sorry. Yes. Then you're dead right. They get to another chasm. I thought it was the same one again, but it's not. It's just another. No, chasm. it is a different and one. Yeah. Sam. 
very ill advice, like very ill advice, but also yeah. What else are you going to do? S- sit around, debate the fact, and then make the same decision. Yeah, exactly. So heroically, if he like, she jumps up and starts to, you know, build another rope bridge. Yeah, but unfortunately, these buggers don't need rope bridges. Nope, they just climb on the wall. Um, and I think she tries to. Well, she does take one of them with her. Um, mm. but yeah, he absolutely leaves her hang heading from her body as well. Absolutely, I, I think she. Well, I mean, there's a lot of cool death scenes in this film. Hers is one of the most. Jesus Christ! Because he rips out her throat. Yeah. She then swings her legs up, yeah. stabs him in the chest, drops him, and falls back on her rope. Ugh. And you have like poor old Rebecca sitting Watching there, like. Her sister. Uh, yeah. That's my sister. Yeah. Uh, they, thankfully, she's easy to worry about it. For yeah, time. I was going to say, fortunately, that wasn't too traumatic for her as she is quickly eaten alive by a crawler as well. Um, oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, oh. like, she's eviscerated, basically. It's just... Oh, oh she's not dead yet. Ugh. Like, the, the crawler starts eating her and then walk, crawls away and she's still alive. Yeah, so, Juno, I think, makes the exact right decision. She's like, fuck this, yeah. and jumps. A moot. Just jumps into the water. Yeah. Not, not knowing it was water down there either. Just jump. Like there's either certain death or possible death. Yeah, I'll take possible death. Exactly. Um, so that um, only leaves us with Sarah and Juno. Um, yeah, and I think then Juno turns into an absolute badass at this point. Um, climbs, finds dead Beth, or finds dying Beth, that's, and that's where the sorry Sarah. Sarah, Sarah turns into. What did I say? Yeah, you said Juno. Sorry, Sarah turns into an absolute badass and is in the the death pit with um, Holly's dead body and half dying mm. Beth. Um, and Beth yeah. does the reveal of um, don't trust Juno. She did this to me. She left me alone, and blah blah blah. Yeah, um, and it is. It's it's like I love that they managed to sneak in another little human moment while Sarah is you know she's taken pieces of kit from Holly's body. She's apologizing to Holly at the same yeah. time. Aww. She's just like I'm so sorry. I'm so this sorry. Is gross. This is gross. She's, yeah, she she finds an old lamp as well, so she manages to make a torch out of it. Yeah, uh, and again, now maybe this is my inexperience, but everything she does here, I'm like, yeah, okay, no, I, I believe this would yeah, happen. Practical, you've yeah. got to take the resources you need. Um, there, now there is a. This was purely done for the jump scare of it all. Beth doesn't oh go, God. Sarah. I'm over here. She does a kind of a arm straight up out of the bones. <gasps> Captain Jack Harkness like what, coming back when, to Oh my god, breath. I was just going to yes. say the same thing. Yeah. <gasps> Inhale of breath. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It is though, absolutely. isn't it? Oh, it's so good. Oh, maybe she can make it out of this. No, 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 no. She's mm. definitely dead. Just enough time to hand over the necklace. Um, beware of Beth. And then please kill me. Don't leave me here. Just kill me, bludgeon me with a rock. Fair. I mean, I hope to never be in the situation yeah. where I have to ask anyone to do this, but, but you've seen the, what's going to happen to you if those things get you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not not worth it. Um, so yeah, Sarah then does ironically turn into Tomb Raider, um, mm-hmm. kicks all of the ass, um, defeats a female crawler because it had yeah. hanging bits. That's, that's literally it. Like, there's no... I don't because like, obviously we don't know what the makeup is it like there's one female for every male apparently there's well, a child crawler which I managed to miss no there is a child crawler 100% yeah that's the one that's crawling over Sarah as she finishes off Beth that's the one that appears oh. and jumps on her and starts like biting on her neck um, the interesting thing that Neil Marshall 
has kind of clarified about the crawlers is that yeah they're not demons they're not aliens this is an evolution of humans so this could be some neanderthals that made a home under here and have over 10,000 years evolved to be this species or subspecies of human cool hey good yeah. enough for me that works. works for me yeah my understanding of evolution says stranger yeah. things have happened this actually makes more sense than the aliens in star trek at least these people have adapted to the planet that they're on like they, they, they don't just have nose ridges <laughs> we, we we will not have star trek's uh, integrity impugned on no, this part we shall but yeah you're dead right it's like oh isn't it dead handy that everyone walks on two legs and speaks english yeah um, oh you just have a tattoo cool that's different enough <laughs> sweet deadly that's fine with me yeah um yeah so then yeah that that pretty much sets us up for our kind of the finale final final ish yeah. act um oh, it's juno we kind of cut back to juno she's climbing she's about to fall sarah grabs her sarah at this point yeah looks like Tomb Raider. oh i think i'll take yeah. the crawlers thanks very much <laughs> she's uh, way way more scary than anything else in this cave now bloody right like i was saying last night i was watching this like you know ripley is badass sarah yeah. is primal yeah she really is uh, cross between um oh what's your stephen king carrie carrie oh yeah definitely carrie yeah carrie and tomb raider <laughs> yeah um and she'd like i i think this is the last little bit of sarah offering you know an out she goes what happened to the girls da, 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 da. yeah and then she specifically goes it. and beth yep yeah beth gone and you saw her die and i don't know like i don't know if juno is because there's a there's a like you don't have time for any long like oh i think there's a uh yeah yeah just like why are you asking this? me this yeah can i have the minimal response possible to get me out of trouble with the parents then they have their kind of uh i mean some of the shots of the two the two of them together is just like oh they're gonna win yeah. oh they are going to win like keep sending the crawlers yep they'll Doesn't do it matter um and for a while they do and it's brutal yeah it's really really yeah. great um and of course sarah just in a split decision think you know what you're not gonna i'm not gonna kill you but you're not gonna make it out of here with my help and just chunks a pickaxe pit on through juno's kneecap through the back of the knee just shattering her kneecap um yeah now fuck you i'm out of here (laughs) she legs it you know you hear juno because then you get a, a shot of there's a whole bunch of crawlers off screen scream yeah um because there is no sequel juno dies here okay Indeed. this is where juno dies yeah yeah um, um oh, i would have done the same thing had i made a sequel though i would have been like yeah cave person she survives well, i'm glad you're not making a sequel to this film no! um but this so- is where it kind of differs um well no 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 so this does happen in both the american and the english versions Yes, um, yeah. Oh, er, er, for the next like two, three minutes, like the score is absolutely soaring yeah. at this point. Sarah is, you know, she kind of falls down into a bone pit, but this time there is daylight on her. And I remember in the cinema, like the pair of us there, I think we were holding hands, nearly breaking each other's hand, going, <laughs> climb, you bitch, climb. Climb now, do it. Uh, and she does anyway. She gets out and she is beyond demented in her face. Oh, like, it, she's desperate, isn't it? Just uh, screaming covered in blood just get me faster than her legs can carry her she falls down the hill along the river to the truck and 
for me that felt so realistic like that just yeah. visceral relief of i now i'm just going to get as far away from this fucking place as i can there's no evidence that the crawlers are going to come this far to the surface but i'm just going to drive as fast as i can yeah, yeah. and she does and just like you know some pretty impressive driving yeah. um again IMDb trivia, I'm sure you know this. Uh, the stunt driver was told, smash the car to bits, do whatever you want <laughs> this scene. Someone else actually wanted to buy the car. Oh, that's so, amazing. Like, oh, all right then. Yeah, um, fuck that car. Just get it out of there. And then we, you know, so she so she pulls over like a kind of uh, sense returns for a second, enough for her to kind of slow the car down, pull over. Um, and she, there is, again, what is, feels like another homage to Final Destination 2 when the big massive log truck <laughs> drives God. past pukes a ring out the window goes back in and jump scare yeah jump scare well quickly on the log thing is that I half expected Neil Marshall and his fucked up mind to to make her die in a car accident like really like just come full circle like, oh, that would have been hideous. I'm glad he didn't, but I wouldn't have been massively shocked. No, wouldn't have been. It would have been a bit too on the nose, wouldn't it? Um, mm. But yeah, the jump scare is uh, Juno's ghost is sat in the car seat next to her. Uh, now, and so if you're American, thanks for listening to our podcast today. Yeah, and uh, yeah, this wasn't meant that, for you. That, that would have been where it ended. And I think, sorry, what an awful way to end if because, that had been the very last moment that would have been awful because yeah like either end with her crying in the car or do like the fade out or something exactly yeah. or do the english ending like give us the satisfying ending that she's free or put her back in the cave so that we know now are we dealing with a ghost are we dealing with a hallucination is she dreaming if that's where the film ends we don't know and somehow yeah. that was more appealing to to america to or believed to be more appealing to an American audience. Yeah, like it was like it was the um, what was it they said? Uber hopeless was the it was the UK ending, yeah. which it is. But I found that to be the point. But also, so the Amer- the the English ending ending. Sorry, she wakes up in basically where we found her before she escaped. Yeah, she never got out of the cave. Yeah. Yeah. It's darkness. There's no daylight. But she's not hopeless. She has her axe. She has whatever there is still a look of determination on her face that i'm gonna live and i'm gonna get out of here which is fine oh, for that, me that's really interesting okay because i took that because that's a really interesting reading of that right because i took that she has this final hallucination of she's seeing her daughter yes and she sees her torch as the candles yeah on the birthday cake it's been kind of re- recurring motif for birthday cake i took that as she had just given in oh, to her hallucination isn't it that yeah she had her she was with her daughter. She was still alive, but she was with her daughter. I think if it that's had, a really interesting way you've you've read that. If it, it if it had ended on the birthday cake, I might have agreed. But it she wakes up from the hallucination. She has her torch. She has her pickaxe. I kind of read it as she's gonna keep trying and she will, she will escape. Um, now, obviously, with Descent Two, which doesn't exist, mm. we know she does escape. But even in my head canon, I'm happy that even after that, she finds a way out. She finds a way to the surface. I'm yeah, I'm all right with that. So I, I, I think the general consensus is Descent Two is a sequel only to the U.S. ending, right? I think that's which fair. I'm fine yeah. with. Like, I mean, sorry, I'm fine with. Yeah, you have my permission. Yeah. Uh, what I'm what I'm more fine with is that no, you can't. Even if, 
in your reading of it that no she is determined and she still does get out that still does not lead to descent two no and really briefly descent two is sarah has amnesia nobody believes her they find juno's blood on her so they think that she killed everybody for some reason but they still take her back into the cave for some reason to find survivors or some bullshit but she yeah. has amnesia, so she can't remember anything. No reason for... I know PTSD, amnesia, and aphasia is a thing, but you, I know, movie, that you're doing that for that reason. Um, 100%. And There's no reason for it to exist. Shenanigans happen, and the crawlers do crawler things, and everyone dies. It's not... Yeah. If that's where you're going to go with a sequel, it's it's not the way I would have taken it, but hey, what the fuck do I know? And Neil Marshall is attached only in name as a producer. Yeah. So, yeah. so the descent part two is nothing against neil marshall thank god yeah thank goodness yeah um uh, yeah i think that's the film actually we've gone a bit long on that one we we have but no in fairness knock off 20 minutes for the news and the recommends <laughs> but it is also his biggest it's his biggest film as well and yeah his biggest, his biggest cult success as well so with that how would you rank the three neil marshall films oh man it's hard i like them all for yeah. different reasons I don't make me choose. I don't know oh. if I can because it depends what I would watch them all depending on what mood I'm in. If I want a stupid yeah. takeaway film, then I'm going to watch um I'm going to watch Doomsday. If yep. I'm in the mood for a pulpy, culty, almost comedy horror, then I'm going to watch Dog Soldiers. And if I want straight horror, then I watch The Descent. Um but I think in terms of quality, it's no, okay, we're not going to do quality. In terms of what I would watch most willingly if they're all put in front of me, Doomsday Descent Dog Soldiers, I'm just going to say it. Do, do, I, do you know what? I somewhat suspect that because I think that is an... Okay, I think that's a great way of grading it. The most rewatch value for me was probably Dog Soldiers, but I'd say it's within a hair's breadth yeah. of Dog Soldiers Doomsday for a rewatch. Although... Arguably, in my opinion, The Descent is the best made film of the three. Agreed. Yeah, in terms of quality, Descent is definitely the the top. But yeah, rewatchability. But it's so it's... Rewatch is, is not easy on The Descent. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, but, it's uh, such. That's it's a really hard ranking to do. I would it probably is, do. I love that. I'd probably do Doomsday Dog Soldiers Descent now that I'm thinking about it. I think I'd more likely rewatch Dog Soldiers. And is that? because so i i rewatch dog soldiers because it's funny and yeah, because agreed. like i really enjoy yeah. the characters interaction i also really like we obviously we spoke about this the dog soldiers one i really like the look of the werewolves oh apparently again imdb trivia god sean have an original thought there is a, a dog soldier skull in the cave oh awesome oh that's uh, oh, yeah i can picture it yes yeah absolutely uh, just kind of reminds you predator 2 Danny Glover walking onto the ship and there's yes. the alien skull and if only it had ended there. If that was the only reference that would have been better. I mean, though, no, that and the Wayland yutani is a company in Predator as well. That's all uh, that, that I, I needed to know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the AVP films are the case of be careful what you wish for. Yeah, um, isn't it just... How do you get that wrong? So I think... I, I don't think we've decided what our next series is going to be. So oh we shit, will we let, haven't, no. <laughs> Twitter, we will let you know. Um, or Twitter, let us know. Us. What you want well, the next too. series to be. Yeah. Um, um, but uh, yeah, that was brilliant. So this all came out of 
we did our AMA and you mentioned you liked Doomsday. Yeah. So this these last three episodes just came out of that. So yeah. I love how this happened. Well, I think this is it's been a great little run. I think it's really yeah. interesting. Learned a lot about Neil Marshall. Um, he is on Twitter. I did at him, but it's fine. I'm oh, sure he's a very okay. busy man living in LA, but it's okay. I would I would hope so. Yes, indeed. Good man. Right. I think that's it for this week. Thank you very much, Shawnee. So. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, and we'll see you next time. You're all awesome. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com, and check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much. <laughs>